Hi, I'm Gail. And hi, I'm Catherine. Welcome to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, our weekly podcast. Our signature is sharing stories of vital women, ages 70 to 100 plus, who shatter the myth that women become irrelevant as we age. We appreciate your support. Join the Aging Reimagined circle at womenover70.com. Promote your book and books by women and invite us to speak to your organization. And today we're delighted to welcome Dr. Josephine Kennedy, who is 76 and goes by Joby into our studio today. Joby lives in the Western suburbs of Chicago and is a woman who always knows where she is going. When she's interested in a topic, there is no stopping her. She has a total of six degrees, six degrees, including three bachelors, two masters, and one doctorate. She retired from clinical psychology in 2014 and has put the same diligence and effort into her post-retirement. Joby tried acting, joined several adult choirs, sang at Carnegie Hall, and is scheduled to sing at Chicago Symphony Center in April with the Oak Park River Forest Symphony. The night I met her, which was at a mutual friend's wedding, Kathy Brown, she was on her way to sing in a pop concert performance with the Tower Chorale in Western Springs. Although she has painted since high school, Joby has been able to focus more on painting since retirement. She works in watercolor and acrylics and is currently focusing on oil paintings, mostly landscapes, but also portraits, animals, and architecture. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jody is a woman who is always looking for something new and interesting to do. We are so happy, Joby, to welcome you to Women Over 70. Not only are you always delving deeper into whatever you take on, you seem to recognize when it's time to stop. How'd you decide on clinical psychology for your career? What about it was rewarding for you? And how did you know when it was time to retire? Thank you um, uh, for inviting me. You're welcome. We're glad to have you. Somewhere along the line, I remember thinking that I had observed and heard about girls who were abused. And I observed that two people could experience the same trauma and come out with very different lives. Some of them were able to heal and be functioning and successful, and others had problematic um, futures for the rest of their lives. I couldn't understand early on how two people could go through the same experience and come out so differently. And that sort of led me into psychology. Ah. So, um, Yeah, please go on. I think that I didn't research those particular questions but I did become fascinated with how people cope with, with trauma in general. Hmm. And, and so is that what you focus then your career on? No, actually I became so interested in all aspects of psychology that I became much more of a generalist. And I worked in, in private practice. I dealt mainly with adults um, and some families and children. Mm -hmm. I worked in the school system at the same time, and I did evaluations and testing. Um, 
so I had a, a, a lot of different experiences and avenues. Mm-hmm. I, I have to ask you a question. Sure. What made you decide to get six different degrees? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, part of it was pragmatic. Um, I was working full time and putting myself through school. Okay. So in order to get a business to pay for um, tuition, I majored in business as well as psychology. Hmm. And then uh, as I went along, I majored in psychology and um, chemical abuse uh, systems. Mm -hmm. And I worked in that field while I was putting myself through school. So again, it was very pragmatic to try to get some of the costs deferred. That's smart. It was smart. Yeah. And, and so you had a, a, uh, you had a good career and, and you enjoyed it. You felt like you were making an impact. And then in 2014, you decided to retire. So how did that happen? Well, I, I sort of believe in synchronicity, which is uh, Jungian psychology um, premise that there is meaningful coincidence. And I have some examples over my lifetime, but at this point in time, uh, 2013, the head of our private practice group decided that we were going to um, downsize and move offices. And there just wasn't enough stimulus there or, or um, reward for me to follow that move. So I started looking around and interviewed with a few different places and decided that uh, I had followed my path to its logical or heart end, mm-hmm. and it was time to do other things. Mm-hmm. I'm interested about this synchronicity. What, what more can you tell us about that? Well, synchronicity is, uh, as I said, meaningful coincidence. Mm-hmm. I, I suppose probably one of my best stories was uh, when I went to my first lecture on Jungian psychology, um, I dropped, I was pulling into the parking lot of um, Loyola and dropped a quarter in the mud next to the machine that would allow me into the parking lot. Mm. I, I totally obsessed about picking up this quarter. <laughs> I went on and on. It's muddy. It's, it's raining. I have an infection in my thumb and do I want to pick up this quarter? No, park. Of course, when I parked the car, I had to pass that little gate and I obsessed all over again. Then I went into the lecture and when I came out, of course, you know what happened. I had to pass that gate again, obsessing all over again. Do I stop and pick this up in the mud, in the muck? Got in the car, left it there. That night, that next day, I, had, I went into therapy because I wanted to be a therapist and I went to my therapy appointment and I was early. So I was sitting on the stairs waiting to go up to the second floor. And I looked down next to me on the stairs. Mm-hmm. What do you think was there? <laughs> a quarter. A quarter. <laughs> My quarter. Is that a meaningful coincidence? I think so. <laughs> I think so too. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. So, so did you look for synchronicity during your career or is it no, something that just happened? It happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just happens. Yeah. So, okay. You retired 
And now you have tried all of these various things, but it seems to me that art is what has become most important to you. Well, yes, art. Um, and singing. Music. Yeah. Travel. Mm -hmm. Toby, did you, I'm sorry to interrupt, but um, it, you retired and then you joined choirs and you sang at Carnegie Hall. I assume there is music in your background. Is that right? Or did you just develop this talent uh, later? I took accordion lessons when I was about 10 years old for about a year and a half. That's not a, a sterling music <laughs> education, but I craved music. And so at 10 years old, I was in about fourth grade. By eighth grade, um, I craved music. I craved playing music. And so I took that old accordion out, but it was hard to find the buttons uh, when I was so out of practice. I thought I would warm them up and make a, a little groove in them. And I set the accordion on fire. <laughs> so I, I didn't progress my music education very well at that time. Uh, so um, when I pursued acting, I met someone who said, do you sing? And I, I said, well, I, I do, but not in front of people. And he invited me into um, um, Joyful Voices group out of Westmount that is since defunct. Um, but it was my first experience singing with other people. And that was just a community uh, recreation, park recreation group. Um, as I built some confidence, I joined Tower Corral, which is is filled with very some very professional singers. It's a community singing group, but there's a lot of experience and uh, musical training among the singers. I still remain oh uh, just very average. I've I've grown and progressed, but um, not to the professional level that some of the other singers. Mm -hmm. I have to struggle to keep my head up. <laughs> yeah, that's fascinating. And you, um, you sang with the or with the Oak Park for River Forest Symphony. Was that just this past April? No, this coming April. Oh, this in twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Oh. Mm -hmm. uh, that group invited those of us from Tower Corral who would like to to sing with them at Symphony Hall. And that started that uh, the concert was supposed to be in 2021, I think, and didn't take place because of COVID. And now the effort is re renewed and will take place in April. So it is this, the uh, choir of Oak Park um, River Forest Symphony, as well as some of us from Tower Corral in oh, Western okay. Springs. Thank mm -hmm. you. I will be sure to attend. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Catherine is an Oak Parker. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. And so, yes, keep us surprised. Maybe we'll both attend. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so thrilled about it. I bet you are. Yeah, it sounds wonderful. And, and so, um, so you're, you're designing a new presentation, right, for a church group? Tell, tell us about I am. It. Yes. Yeah. Tell us. Um, 
Uh, let's see. Let's. I would. I'm trying to figure out where to start. Um, over Christmas, uh, I gathered with some people in our community room, and one of them asked if I would put on a presentation for her women's group at her church. Mm-hmm. Um, another woman there um, was also invited, and she does a, a program. Um, that she call, I think she calls it the zone. And I was explaining her, her program of the zone is involving personality energies. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was also invited, but I didn't have a particular program. So I started designing a program and um, I was going to talk about popular issues like um, gratitude and learning gratitude and um, self-awareness, so on. And once I put it together, I decided it was preachy and I didn't like it at all. <laughs> so I started over. <laughs> Good for you. I decided to put together something about art. And at present, I'm calling the presentation One Heart, Many Paths, Choosing a Path of Heart. Mm-hmm. And within the presentation, I am discussing and displaying four four pieces of artwork that I've already produced. And I am going to um, create an oil painting within the session. Hmm. Are they all oil, Joby? Uh, Yes, these are all oils. Mm -hmm. Um, Is this open to the public or just uh, your church group? I think not really. It's a church women's group. Okay. I think that if you wanted a, a particular invitation, I could wrangle that, but I don't <laughs> think that I'm um, free to invite all of the public. I see. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll talk to you about a private invitation. Okay. Um, so the, I'll also bring three complete, three additional completed um, oil paintings and then those three combined with the one that I do live will represent summer, uh, winter, spring, summer, and fall. Mm. Mm-hmm. And and so is it an interactive program or what? How is that going to work if you're going to create a painting with people in the audience, um, you know, while they're there? How is that going to work for them? Are they going to watch you do that? Um, they're going to watch and when I begin it I will be explaining some concepts of art um, how the canvas is treated how the the, um, decision is made for the subject and the layout composition Um, and I'll talk a little bit as I'm doing it about um, perspective and um, highlights and then um, that will be for the first five, 10 minutes. And then I, I will be able to be more interactive again. And I'll ask for questions and I'll ask for people who, um, would be willing to share their experiences briefly of paths of the heart. Mm-hmm. Then after that, um, while I'm painting, I will play, uh, a piece of music and, uh, one of the members has graciously agreed to read 
the uh, the music that I've chosen is the Moldau, which is um, about a river in Czechoslovakia. The composer mm -hmm. is Smetna, and the write-up on it is a beautiful poetic passage mm -hmm. about the river flowing from the Bohemian woods down to uh, Prague, and it. Um, through the music describes some of the things that are going on along the shore. Hmm. Um, sometimes it's, it's quietly flowing and sometimes it rushes and it almost feels as if the river itself takes on a persona of a human being observing what's going on on the shore. Hmm. Hmm. That really sounds interesting. Very, very interesting. <laughs> yeah, you should have quite a crowd. Well, I I understand that it should be around forty people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds that sounds great. So it's a nice little group. Uh huh. So you're you're very creative. There's no question about it. And oh, you, you you're persevering, and you you uh, find ways to do things that other people don't. I was struck by that when you and I spoke, and. You know, I know you want to do more portrait painting, but what else keeps you going every day? You seem to be so busy. Well, um, it seems as if I get very busy and then there's a lull and I wonder what I'm going to do next. And then things just happen. <laughs> and when they don't, I go out looking for them. But I think so, yes. <laughs> Quite often, uh, something will come up. I, I think that I, I mentioned I was invited to be on a, a board, and um, I thought it over carefully and decided that that was not where I needed to be. I don't mind doing volunteer jobs, but I didn't, I didn't want to commit to a, a board um, position at present. Mm -hmm. So that was one of those things that just popped up, and somebody said, hey, <laughs> would you like to? <laughs> yes well they always go to busy people right right can, can you say a little more Joby, about why why you chose not to do it why to I make chose that not, kind of commitment uh why i chose not to be on the board yeah um there were a couple of reasons i well probably one of the the main reasons was that um, it's a not-for-profit. It's the Tower Corral, mm -hmm. and I don't. I just don't feel that's a path of my heart. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I I'm happy to to be the worker bee in that kind of situation, as opposed to one of the leaders. Mm -hmm. Or I wouldn't mind leading a project, which I did when we sang at Carnegie Hall. I took the main lead of liaison with the so-called um, tour people there. Um, I did all of the background checking on what we could do when we were expected to rehearse and where and, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I really sort of just took it over. Um, I don't mind doing that kind of thing, but to commit for a year to be on uh, a board of a nonprofit just didn't feel like a good fit for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, are you you're doing portrait painting now or not? I am not. Um, 
I haven't done portrait. I, I did a portrait painting of a friend and I did a portrait painting of uh, my great niece when she was born. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the, the moments that convinced me that art was a path of heart for me. Mm-hmm. In the dusky dawn, the drawing was so sweet and so vibrant that I wanted to plump the cheeks of that baby on the drawing. <laughs> and I thought if I had tears coming down my eyes and I, I thought if I'm that moved by drawing uh, uh, somebody's face, then I should be doing this over time. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So, so we, that's why I'm moving a little bit back in that direction. In the meantime, I also love nature and I've, I've done a lot of paintings of nature and water. I love water. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so are you, um, are you going to take classes for portrait painting? How, how will you get into it? I have taken a, a, well, let's see. I've only taken one or two classes in portrait painting. Mm-hmm. But um, I was, for a long while, I was working in a studio um, that is, um, I, don't, I don't know, guided i don't know if that's coached um so that you can just go in and do your studio work yourself but if you have questions there's somebody there who can help guide you through the questions you have Mm. so it's supportive individual work Mm -hmm. that sounds like fun that sounds are you planning to exhibit or is how how are you at present i i have a website on um, Art America, and um, I sell my paintings on that art site. Mm-hmm. And um, the site also provides um, accessories. You can get pillows with my art on it, or uh, telephone covers, um, or duvets. Mm. All, all kinds of um, objects. So you can go to Art America and um, um, under artists put in my name. Do, do you know the URL or no, not right now? Uh, no, not right now. Okay. But you can, you can get to me also by putting in josephine.joby.kennedy. Um, at pixels.com. <laughs> okay, Josephine. Dot dot Joby, J-O-B-Y. At, dot dot at pixels, P-I-X-E-L-S dot com. Correct. Okay, good. And also just go to Art America and put in your name. Right. Josephine Kennedy or Joby Kennedy? Uh, Josephine. Yes, okay. Okay, so so um, do you think at all about your age or getting older? Um, I don't initiate the thoughts, but my body does. <laughs> what, what does it tell you? Oh, it it just uh, it tells me that um, things change. <laughs> it reminds me things change. Um, there are aches and pains. 
And I hear, I remember hearing that I had a neighbor uh, in my previous um, condo who was in her nineties and I would ask her how she is. And she'd say, well, you know, you know, aches and pains, but you know, it's good. <laughs> and uh, so there are, are things that dry up and things that ache and, and, and uh, fortunately for me go away. So my aches and pains are transient and I'm very fortunate. So from a, uh, a health perspective, I am very blessed. Um, beyond that, uh, I don't, I don't feel my age. I don't, um, feel as if there are major changes because of my age. Mm -hmm. Um, I get caught up a little bit here and there when I'm not quite as strong as I thought I used to be. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the most part, I, I still feel as if I am much younger than I am uh, by st- some standards, I guess. <laughs> and you can still dance. <laughs> I can still dance, doggone it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I can sing, I can dance, I can laugh, I can celebrate. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's, that's great. And to go back to one of your earlier questions, I live in uh, a condo community and there are seven buildings and uh, several townhomes. We have a, a lovely clubhouse and I am um, thinking about putting on an art exhibit next summer. Mm. Oh, you should. Yeah, good. Yeah. Do you live alone, Jody? Jody? I'm sorry? Do you live alone? I do, yes. Uh-huh. Do you ever think about that in terms of aging? Does it ever concern you or, or not? Or what, how do you think about that? Well, um, I just moved into this building about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think previously I w- was a bit more concerned because I didn't feel as if I felt very alone. Uh, I felt like if I had any problems, no one would know it and no one would help. Mm. The place that I live now, people are kind and considerate. And I think it was probably in the first month or two, I had at least one of my neighbors say, if you ever need anything, you just let me know. If you get sick and you need me to run to the store, just let me know. Mm. That was the first one that said it. Several others have said it. the same thing since. And it's not because I project a need of any kind. It's just because they are who they are. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you made a good choice. Uh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> is this uh, inter- inter- intergenerational um, or is it, one, is it more uh, older people? Who live in your uh, complex. I would say the majority are older people. Mm-hmm. Is it I, one of those? Maybe it's a naturally. I mean, what I hear heard about is naturally occurring community um, living. It just uh, happens that the, that people are the people who live there are older. It's possible. It's possible. I think that uh, as I said, there are seven condo buildings and several um, townhomes. 
And I think that there are uh, intergenerational in some of the other buildings Mm -hmm. and in some of the townhomes. But again, the overall property, I think, is older. And Mm -hmm. I actually heard someone call it a retirement community, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't built that way to me. Um, And I think it is naturally occurring. And I think also when someone is selling and older people look and word of mouth spreads, people are drawn to um, a solid community of older people rather than um, possibly rather than um, a a vastly mixed Mm -hmm. family oriented um, community. Interesting. Yeah. 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 At any rate, you made a good choice. I I did. It's um it's a very solid building with very solid people in it. So I'm <laughs> very, very happy. <laughs> good, good. So is there anything else you'd like to tell us as we begin to close here? Is would you anything you would like to do? <coughs> excuse me. Anything you'd like to do all over again? What would you keep or change? Um, no, I think that one of the one of my little fantasies is that I would like to um, travel to Europe. I'm not even sure which country at this point in time, but uh, probably France or Italy, and live there for the summer and work there for the summer. Mm-hmm. So that I, I think that it's one thing to be a tourist; it's another to become part of a community, even for a short time. Right. So that's if good. I, if when I travel again, that's that's the way I would kind of like to do it. There are places where you can go live on a farm, and I think still you're a tourist. Um, whereas I really want to, I really want to work. Hmm. So that's that's one of my future goals. You can think about doing service trips with Sierra Club or, um, oh, there's like, you know, Habitat for Humanity. And they, right. they go all over. You could join the Peace Corps. I, I've thought about that. Um, I don't know if, if, I suppose there are not age limits on that. That would be discrimination, wouldn't it? Yeah, I know someone who was in his 80s when he went. You know somebody who what? Was in his 80s when he went. Ah. Yes. Well, I think I have to look into that. (laughs) I think I had sort of dismissed that, thinking that um, it would be ageist, but um, I I thought that um, they would not accept me. Mm Mm-hmm. So oh, that's, that's kind of sparking my imagination. <laughs> Good. We'll have to check back with you in a few years and see what you have done. As well as the Sierra Club. I'll check into that as well. Yes. Yes. I have a friend who takes a lot of Sierra Club trips. And they take her all over. And she does service work while she's, while she's uh, on their trips. What kind of service Oh, you know, it varies considerably. Uh, she likes to do nature work, uh-huh. be out in nature and do, do um, cleaning up and, and, and uh, 
you know, maybe doing some building. I, there's There's been a lot that she has done. She was just on Martha's Vineyard and did a service trip. They were, they were clearing out some land. So that's her choice, but I think they do other things as well. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. So Catherine, any other questions? Uh, no, this has really been interesting. We've covered a lot of territories. You have a, a very uh, rich life, Joby. It's quite, quite fascinating. Thank you for spending time with us. It's been a pleasure talking with you and I appreciate your, again, inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. You're very welcome. So listeners, subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. Visit womenover70.com to access all of our episodes and easily search by name or category. Join us the first Tuesday of each month to enjoy programming beyond the podcast hosted by Aging Reimagined Circle. And we'll see you next Wednesday on Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined.